0: this is the playbook. Today's training is going to be about what other people call transition and I call expansion and understanding the mindset, heartset, and handset around the difference between the start and stop, the zero sum of transitioning to something new, pivoting to something new, or the mindset, heartset, and handset of expanding. But before we get into this week's training, uh, which is will be the first half of the Breakfast of Champions session, and then we'll take our normal Q&A, the incredible Robin, Batman, whatever we call him, Jakey Bakey. Why don't you go ahead and set the room for everybody here? What is going on, David? Thank you so much for that intro.
1: Thank you, Ramon. You are amazing. Thank you for all that you do, and thank you for everyone. Here in the Breakfast of Champions room, that puts it all together. We appreciate you all. I will quickly set the room here before it is David Meltzer's power hour here on the breakfast with champions happy friday everyone we are in of course the breakfast with champions this is david melters free friday training he's been doing training for over 23 years close to over 24 years now in october today's topic is expansion versus transition so they will give some great training for about 30 minutes or so and then there will be time for some questions and answers so if you have a question you'd like to ask here on clubhouse Back channel me or raise your hand, and we will aim to bring you up. Let's share the room. Share the room with as many people as you can here in the Breakfast with Champions. You can do that at the bottom. There is a square with an arrow. Share with your friends. Share with your family. You can share it. Of course, you're on Clubhouse. Your favorite social media channels, text message, wherever you'd like. So this is the expansion versus transition training. Also, if anyone is in Orange County, California on Monday or Tuesday or would like to come, Dave is filming his Apple TV show, Two Minute Drill. With some meetups and D.I.D. dinners after, as well as New York City on Thursday, August 10th. We would love to see you there. And with that in mind, I will pass it back off to you, Dave. Let's have a great training today.
0: All right. Thank you so much, uh, Jakey of the Bakey. We appreciate you and everyone on all the different platforms. Um, so we were talking about the idea of transitioning, and so many people today are looking at transitioning um, and understanding. Uh, that there's more for them, um, whether they're transitioning from as an athlete into a new arena of the world, or uh, transitioning a lot of service providers as an entrepreneur, or into college or out of college. Uh, we're always supposedly transitioning, but in the context of transitioning, you would have to start and stop, move from one thing to another, um, and I think. Uh, that a lot of people get stuck because they look at things as a start and a stop, as a zero-sum game. And I found the most successful people uh, don't really transition. Uh, they expand. Uh, expansion is aligned with what uh, the universe is doing. It's growing. It's aggregating. It's exponential in its nature. It accelerates uh and all of these physical metaphysicals, quantum physical attributes should be applied to ourselves. And I, by the way, have redefined myself as selves and have a consciousness to myself. And you can spell it C E L L V E S if you want. But you are self contained in a selves uh, environment that is expanding as well. And um, so, how do we? Take advantage of a mindset that talks about selves, that talks about expansion, not zero sum Uh, instead of looking at it uh, as this start and stop. I start a business. I failed. I succeeded. I'm just expanding. But in order to understand expansion, we have to understand and take inventory of three things that we can quantitatively notice in this expansion, this growth, this aggregation, this exponentiality, this acceleration that allows us uh, to get to where we want to be or better faster. Uh, And so the first thing that we want to look at are our own skills Um, and I'll use athletes because predominantly I work with so many who come to me and ask me to help them transition from the league into the business world and I immediately stop them as I do when people say I'm busy or other things that I don't believe in, right? I believe in active, not busy. I say, wait a second, there is no transition from the league. We're going to expand. And the first thing we take inventory when we expand is our skills and taking inventory of what skills do you need to be one of the best athletes in the world? and how are those applicable or aligned with what you want or better for your future. And so the first thing I want you to do every day is take an inventory of your skills uh, and then utilize alignment in order to effectuate the options, opportunities, and touches of favor that exist today in the trajectory of where you think you wanna be or better. The second thing to take inventory of is your knowledge what did i learn looking in the past at the meaning of the light the lessons of the past the love of the past if we ask ourselves what knowledge have we expanded and how can we utilize or align that knowledge to where we want to be or better uh, once again we are more prepared to align with the expansion that exists with more options opportunities and touches of favor The second part of knowledge is who. Who do I know that I can help? Who do I know that can help me? And so as we go through this inventory, not just of the skills and the alignment of the skills, but the knowledge of what, we also have to take inventory of who, who we can help and who can help us in alignment with the trajectory of where we think we want to be or better to uh, allow the options, opportunities, and touches of favor to aggregate compound and accelerate uh, in that same trajectory and then the final thing that we take inventory of as we shift our paradigm from start and stop zero sum transitioning from one thing to another one business to another one job to another one relationship to another is the idea of expansion alignment with desire and as we take an inventory of our desire each day. What is it that we want? Personally, what do we desire? Experientially, what do we desire? Giving-wise, what do we desire? Receiving-wise, what do we desire? In alignment with where we want to be or better. And this first step, this inventory is crucial because in order to effectuate or maximize the expansion, the growth, the progress that sometimes we cannot be aware of, uh, it requires us to know where we're at, to have a baseline and inventory of our skills, whether we're a doctor or a lawyer, whether we're a teacher or first responder, whether we're an athlete, a celebrity, an entertainer who's looking to expand into more and in order to expand into more we need to know have and acknowledge the skills the knowledge and the desire that we have and then utilize that inventory that knowledge to align ourselves with where we want to be or better and a lot of people say well how do i know where i want to be or better uh within the context of the daily practices in which uh, more than happy to send to everyone, the daily practices, which requires you to take inventory of knowing what you want, the desire, knowing who in the knowledge that you can help and can help you know, how can I be expansive? And that expansion expansion uh, and that expansion has lenses of providing value of being accessible to provide and receive value and gratitude to make sure that we're learning the lessons because that's what life is about lessons. And that's how we expand by learning and not only learning, but learning and giving meaning to those lessons of the failures, the mistakes, the setbacks to give meaning to the successes and the void shortages and obstacles aligned with our skills our knowledge and our desire our what our who and our how in a trajectory of where we think we want to be or better and when we can effectuate this expansive methodology instead of a start and stop zero sum transition when we can effectuate it we now can utilize our now with more effectiveness more efficiency and more statistical success once again allowing us to apply our why that we're not searching for a start and a stop a zero-sum game we're not searching for what we already have encompassed by the infinite unified system of thought in which we belong to and it allows us instead of searching for a why each day searching for new skills to start over, new knowledge of what and who to start over, and a new desire to find that desire, we actually just apply it. We apply our skills that we've already gained. We apply the knowledge of the what and the who, and we apply our desire by shifting our perspective to what are we doing to interfere with our expansion instead of what are we gonna have to do to transition into another business, another relationship, another career, another job, another activity. It's expansive. You don't lose your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. You just interfere with it. And so this alignment, utilizing the five daily practices, which I'll be more than happy, I said again, to send out, as always, with my book, which uh, just email me, david at dmelter.com. I'll send you these five daily practices we will also send you the expansion guide to help you understand the differences between a zero sum transition start and stop mentality and utilizing this expansive alignment of skills, knowledge and desire, which allow you to clear the interference or allow you to experience more options, more opportunities and more touches of favor. And which then raises your awareness as you seek and as you see more options, opportunities, and touches of favor. What you are doing to interfere with it by not utilizing the correct skills that you have or seeking to develop those skills. Not utilizing what you know or seeking what you need to know or who you know or seeking who you need to know and of course what's interfering with our inspiration or our desire this understanding of alignment is extremely important and most people number one don't take inventory of the skills knowledge and desire and they don't get aligned and when i say aligned they don't align the lessons of the past the meaning of the past the defining moments the relative historical events the void, shortages obstacles failures and successes and challenges and struggles of their past they don't align those with what we're supposed to do next which is take action to what achieve a emotional address that's tied to something that you want or better allowing allowance see if we're very specific on, I need exactly this at this time, this place, and this amount, we're creating resistance. If we utilize, we want this by this time or allowing it as fast as I can to occur or at the right place at the perfect time, we are dissolving, dissipating, and allowing that resistance to disappear. But we need to understand this expansive philosophy that there's more than enough. And what I need to attach my emotional address to is not outcomes, but the what, the who, and the how. So I can take action now because a hundred percent of the things you do now get done. Greening exponential statistical success, efficiencies and effectiveness. A hundred percent of the things you do now get done. And if we know what action to take via the alignment of the skills, knowledge, and desire, we then also will know what to do next. But even more importantly, we will know how to reprioritize. As we study the activities in a day, aligned with our skills, our knowledge, and desire, aligned with the meaning that we need, the lessons that we need from the past, the light and the love, to get to where we wanna be or better, we also can see what's planned, what's unplanned, and of course our sleep. But most importantly, beyond what's planned is how are we utilizing our unplanned time to align our activities of the, as I would say, God, uh, if you want a well-developed plan, you're guaranteed God will laugh at you. So there's about eight times a day that you have to reprioritize because you get kicked in the face. And so... Uh, Most people get overwhelmed when a flat tire occurs or, uh, you know, there's something that wasn't planned and they allow that to interfere with the utilization of their skills, their knowledge and their desire. And they use that as an excuse to not be accountable in their actions because they don't know how to reprioritize or reevaluate. Through the skills, knowledge, and desires, that activity that wasn't planned. But when you take inventory and you take action aligned with the lessons of the past and the meaning of the future, a trajectory, an emotional address that's one of allowance to achieve something or better instead of specifically what you want. And I see people all the time give their emotional address to others. And when others don't give them back what they expect or leave them or disappoint them or lie, manipulate, and cheat them, uh, they leave themselves and render themselves without joy. They have given their power to others when that emotional address is given to something outside of you. What is it that creates that inside evaluation or inventory is the inventory of who you are, your essence. And your essence is an inventory of your skills in all realms, your skills as professional, as personal, as emotional, spiritual, theoretical, philosophical, your knowledge of what and who so you can align those with that trajectory, and your inspiration, your desire. And if we attach our emotional address, then we, as bags of beliefs, because that's what we are, as those bags of beliefs, and we take action during the day, hopefully aligned with where we want to be or better, and taking inventory of the skills, knowledge, and desires, Those are what determines the bags of beliefs and the beliefs that we have as we are these bags of beliefs, they determine what we do, what we say, what we think and what we feel. And if what we do say, think and feel, the majority of the day is aligned with a trajectory of where we think we want to be or better, we are going to progress more. We are going to expand, not transition. We are going to expand, align with an infinite world, an abundant world of more than enough of everything for everyone. We are going to only spend minutes and moments when we get kicked in the face feeling overwhelmed or prescribing the wrong type of energy to it, an ego-based consciousness that separates us from the trajectory that we want to be on. And utilizing not only the inventory, not only the alignment of the past, present, and future, but also the actions aligned with both of those as well. And in order to do so, self-contained in this bag of beliefs and aligning all of what we do say, think, and feel with where we wanna be or better, we have to prepare for adjustments. So not only are we aware that we're going to get kicked in the face uh, eight times in a day. But we have to prepare for adjustment. And the only way to prepare for adjustment is to utilize time as a dependent variable. Because the adjustments that we make, we can't make adjustments to the past, right? We cannot change anything about the infinite past that we have, except for the meaning or the lessons that we take from it. That's the only thing that we can adjust in the past and we can prepare though to adjust our trajectory of the future by taking expansive action during the day instead of pivoting or transitioning expansive action. So when things happen that are unplanned pain May occur, struggle may occur, challenges may occur that are indicators that you need to what? Change your trajectory to a better place, a better position or a better situation to expand your thoughts, your words, your feelings, your actions towards that trajectory or better just the idea of thinking about your trajectory in the context of this is what I want, who I can help, who can help me and how to get it done in a trajectory of what I want or better is an expansive belief. And most people don't prepare for adjustments and two, they don't utilize time, the time every day to do so. So, you know, we talk about Uh, the studying and the utilization of time as a dependent variable. Uh, And there's three ways to do this that help us to prepare for adjustment. One is the idea of knowing there's going to be things that are unplanned every single day. I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing what's most important to me to have non-negotiables. You should be able to answer in a second's notice. What are your non-negotiables? You need to know whether it's your health, your family, your finance, whether it's, you know, my love language is time. That's one of my non-negotiables is to study time every day to give my attention and intention to the coincidences I want with the activities I planned unplanned in my sleep. And these non-negotiables are Uh, daily reminders, recollections, and remembrances of the power that we hold. Then even beyond what most people don't do within the context of those non-negotiables is to use time to schedule those. And so uh, to use time uh, in the context of I'm going to spend a minimum amount of this time every single day is an expansive thought. One of the key, uh, successes, uh, lessons that I've learned is to utilize time in an expansive way. So I know that two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. And so the utilization of the adjustment of time by studying it, first by knowing my non-negotiables, then by taking care of when I sleep, which is a daily activity that everyone should pay attention to. It's a third of your life. I'm one of the only people I know who's had a sleep coach for 17 years to make sure that not only I recover better than I used to, expansive, but also that I access more information that I can utilize, to take inventory of my skills, my knowledge, and my desire to align it in the trajectory with the lessons I learn in a trajectory of what I think I want or better by taking actions and by utilizing those actions to prepare for the adjustments by making sure that not only am I doing, saying, thinking, and feeling, but my beliefs are all aligned as well. And so. This is what I call the triple A strategy alignment, adjustment, sorry, alignment, action, and adjustment. Uh, And once again, these daily activities, daily practices, the triple A strategy, the guide of expansive, abundant thought instead of the zero sum start and stop that exists today. Uh, All of these uh, I will be happy to share with you. Just email me, David. At dmelter.com. Uh, the last thing in the expansive thought is understanding how we expand our skills, knowledge, and desire and find out how we expand and utilize that. And when we're looking at expanding into things that are aligned with what we want, it's hard to find what we want. How do we know? Well, I look for what's doing well today. I might as well maximize the options, opportunities, and touches of favor that exist and utilize my skills, knowledge, and desire by aligning it with what is doing well today and also aligning it with what is stable today. And then also aligning my skills, my knowledge, and my desire with what is a lottery ticket today, something I feel or believe or think will be doing well in the future. And then I have a weighted balance each day to apply by studying my time, my time, my attention and intention to the coincidences that I want today in the trajectory, of what I think I want, by learning from the past what we're looking for, the lessons that tell me what are doing well today and where to find those what's stable today and where to find those and what I think will be doing well in the future. A good example of this is interest rates. When interest rates got down to 2.1%, I was telling everyone that you have very limited downside uh, to making sure that you are taking advantage of cheap money because number one, the lessons I've learned from the past, the lessons I've learned from losing everything in 2008, but seeing three cycles of interest rates going uh, way up and way down, way up and way down. uh, In my lifetime, 2.1 was the lowest I'd ever seen. And I knew that I had a 2.1% chance of having to pay extra money, meaning the value of the money would be less uh, than it would be in the future. But understanding this idea of my skills, my knowledge and my desire, uh, I took advantage of making sure that I took advantage of the very inexpensive money. And now, my money has a guaranteed hedge because interest rates are at 7% or higher. And so uh, I took every opportunity to make sure every property I had was refinanced correctly at that rate, that any money I could take and borrow at that rate was inexpensive money that would make money. And I told other people of that. It was not genius. It was understanding the expansive nature Taking inventory of the skills, knowledge, and desire that I had, and understanding how to align it with what options, opportunities, and touches of favor were doing well today, were stable, or would be doing well in the future. And by aligning that with my time, timing, and risk tolerance, it created a huge option, huge opportunity, and a huge touch of favor in my life and others that I coach. Did I have to go to law school to learn that? No. Business school? No. College? No. I just asked for help throughout these 30 years of understanding interest rates and losing what I call investing (laughs) uh, so much at the wrong time because I didn't understand how to determine what's doing well, what's stable, and what I think is going to do well. Same thing with the stock market. You can go look up the top 50 best performing stocks today. Look at the careers industry and jobs that are surrounding those. You can look at the top 50 stocks that haven't moved in the last six years and know what's stable in the careers, jobs, and industries there. And you can look at what stocks maybe have been oversold or have huge upside potential to see what you think job, career, and industry will be doing well, and then align it with your skills, your knowledge, and desire. Take inventory of your skills, your knowledge, and desire. Get alignment with not only the lessons of the past, but put them all into the trajectory of where you think you want to be or better, and then take action. Align the bag of beliefs with what you do, say, think, and feel, and then prepare for adjustment by utilizing time, my love language, as the dependent variable in order to effectuate the eight times on average that you're going to get kicked in the face to make sure that not only are you in a trajectory where you want to be, but you're in a trajectory where you want to be or better. Everyone let's not live in a zero sum game. Let's live in a value add world. Let's expand to our best selves expansion, not transition, no starts and stops, just bigger and better for everyone with an abundant mindset of more than enough uh, if anybody wants those guides, the expansive guides, the five daily practices, the A strategy, just email me, david at com. Jakey Bakey, go ahead, reset the room, and then I'll take some questions.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dave. Mic drop there. That was the expansion versus transition training here with David Meltzer. Quickly resetting the room. This is the Breakfast with Champions. It is the 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. David Melter's Power Hour here in the Breakfast of the Champions. Today's topic uh, was and is expansion versus transition. Let's continue to share the room here. There's a uh, little square with an arrow at the bottom. You can share the room with your friends, family, the whole community. Here on Clubhouse, your text messages, and then, of course, on social media. If anyone wants any of David's free trainings or guides as well, or if you want some more information on upcoming dinners or meetups, or even a free book, David pays Pace for Shipping as well, just email him his email is David at dmelter.com david at dmelter.com you can also text him the number is 949-298-2905 949-298-2905 dave i will pass it back off to you if you want to take
0: a question online and then when you're back we'll bring up glenda here on clubhouse sounds great jake want to hear something funny real quick let's do it so when i was doing the training i got a phone call most people know i've been doing these trainings for over 23 years it'll be 24 years in october guess who called me during this training?
1: There's too
0: many guesses. I don't know the answer. Glenn Lundy. Can you imagine? Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice double. Your voice double call I know. I, it scared me because I'm like, if Glenn's calling me when I'm doing my training on a Friday at 6, which I've done here on Breakfast of Champions since it started, I'm like, oh, no. Did I had to look down to make sure I got disconnected or something was wrong with the Breakfast of Champions. But, no, I think my man just forgot. Uh, But anyway, I thought that was uh, ironical, if at all. All right, let me take uh, the uh, first question here online. Uh, How important is making a good first impression at a new job? Um, It's extremely important. It's, It's extremely important to make a good impression, and it's very easy to do. One of the easiest things that you can do to make a great first impression is to be the first one in, and the last one to leave. You see the leadership in a company, they uh, spend more time and attention on an employee during their first two weeks. And so that uh, ambassadorship for yourself of first impression is critically expansive in its nature. If you are the first one in and the last one to leave, And so you make a impression to the leadership uh, in a company by doing so and by doing other things as well. But those first impressions uh, are lasting and when opportunity arises, you have gained the attention by giving intention. To the pursuit, because the biggest risk is when you first start that there's not alignment, or you're not going to be engaged, or you're not going to be available. And those first impressions give you a statistical success in the long run. Uh, first impressions are extremely important in a new job. Uh, they also are extremely important with new clients, uh, they're important with new relationships. And so, you know, I always say start off on the right foot and uh, make a great impression. And one of the greatest ways to make that first impression is to be the first one in and the last one to leave. Uh, Very simple. Great question. I don't think I've ever been asked that, by the way. Uh, That's amazing. Anyway, Jake, you said that Glenda would like to come up live here on Breakfast of Champions.
1: Let's bring up Glenda. Glenda, welcome to the clubhouse. You can unmute yourself. Welcome. Thank you very much, and good morning, everybody, and thank you, David. What an incredible session that you just gave. You gave me a huge mic drop from transition into um, expansion, and wow, it's so true. But let's go back into you. You've mentioned many times this, as I listened to you about when you lost had lost everything in your life or not everything, your financial um, side of, of your life. And um, I, I'd like to know mentally and emotionally how you be, how you began to step forward from that. Because obviously when something like that happens, it has to have a huge effect on you.
0: Oh my goodness, it had a huge effect on me. Now, uh, not as big of an effect that the two years previous when my wife uh, raised my awareness to the trajectory that I was on uh, when she... Uh, threatened to leave me and tell me that I was going to end up dead and alone uh, at the very least uh, unless I took stock in who I was and what I wanted to become. This was the seed that allowed me to already have in place when I lost everything a methodology, a practice in which to effectuate this expansive progress and to have the mindset, the heart set, and the handset Uh, and the faith to shift my paradigm from I'm going to have to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, and more worthy to what am I doing to interfere with that? And so I had already uh, started working on what was I doing to interfere with my trajectory? What was I doing to interfere with my expansion? Uh, But when, you know, you lose everything, including having to tell everyone that's closest to you, at least at that time, uh, that you lost everything when two years previous, your entire identity was based off of your bank account. I mean, I had a sickness that although I had so much money that if my bank account went down in a day, $2,000, for example, I would be upset. And if it went up, I think I was better. Uh, And so to move from that into... Uh, walking over to my mom's house to not only tell her I lost everything, but I forgot to take her name off of uh, my name off of the title of her house. So her house was going to be repossessed as well in the bankruptcy and she had to move. Um, what helped wow. me? <laughs> yeah, it was a tough wow. day, but yeah. what what helped me uh, was these practices and the idea of expansion and the concept of, Three characteristics of good behavior Uh, and behavior like money, which were the two things that I was primarily focused in on getting progress of the three. They're both energy, right? Behavior creates a progress towards that behavior and it aggregates on itself. It gets easier and easier and compounds exponentially on itself and accelerates on itself. And so that's what caused me to lose everything, is my bad behaviors were aggregating, compounding exponentially, and accelerating. And although I changed my mindset, hard-set, and handset two years before I lost everything, I'd already created the exponentiality of the outcomes uh, that I could not stop. And so for me, uh, I took the meaning of the past, the struggle, challenge, mistakes of the past, and I aligned it with the trajectory of my future that I am. And I was going to figure out and continue to figure out what I was doing to interfere with it. And my faith that uh, Glenda was a best option faced at that time. And when I say that, I mean <clears throat> faith to me uh, is I believe that there's an, a world of more than enough. I believe in a source, a God an omniscient, all-knowing God, an abundant, all-having God, an all-powerful God that loves me more than my mom. And I've had conversations with world thought leaders in religion, uh, in philosophy, in theory, in spirituality, uh, all of them, and none of them can prove what they believe in or I believe in. But yet, none of them could give me something better to believe in. And I challenge anyone here to give me something better to believe in than an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing God that loves or source that loves me, I don't care what you call it, that loves me more than my mom, that protects and promotes me. And that allows me to learn from the setbacks, failures, mistakes, and successes to progress in a positive trajectory towards what I want or better. And that's what got me going i use motivation to get up to get back up get get started to get back started but i used inspiration of that faith to get me to where i am today and it will get me to where i will be tomorrow or better and that's the expansive mindset hard set and handset that over it was 17 years uh from when my wife woke me and uh 15 years since my bankruptcy and today I can gladly tell you that these values that I have, gratitude, empathy, accountability, and effective communication, the daily practices of knowing what I want, who I can help, who can help me, how to get it done, prioritizing that importance and applying my why by identifying fear, stopping, dropping, and rolling, and then executing on it, uh, has put me into a position to empower over a billion people to be happy, to Make a lot of money to live in abundance, to help a lot of people to live in abundance, and to be happy, to have a lot of fun. And so, you know, utilize the values, daily practices, and execution model that is best suited and aligned with you, your skills, knowledge, and desire. And you, too, will empower others to empower others to do the same. Does that sound fair?
1: Yes. Wow, I love it. Um, I got to find where you tape all your um, your your free trainings because it's just remarkable. <laughs> Thank,
0: Thank you. We, you. We have them and uh, we do have a private networking group that has a portal and I have a search engine for all of uh, the trainings and videos. So just reach out to Reluca or email me. I'll pass you on. We'd love to share it with this entire community, uh, all the Friday trainings. And we're going to be now focused in on YouTube so we'll have a speaker series, a meetup series and a training series uh, but everyone right now, they're still available for free so thank you uh, everyone uh, again Jake, where do you want to send me now? Uh,
1: Dave, you can take a question online and then we'll come back to Clubhouse here
0: Okay, there's plenty of questions so <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's, a, it's a juggling act, Jake just so you know. Alright, here we go how do you know you have strong alignment with a potential business partner? Um, so I, I think it's more than just a business partner, it's it's everyone. And uh, there's several ways, three different ways to evaluate uh, the alignment of potential partners, uh, personal and professional partners. Um, one is the great chain of feeding and the relativity matrix. The great chain of feeding says, uh, I am going to feed those that feed me. I'm going to allow those people that bleed me to fall away or fire them determined upon the relativity matrix that I have. And the relativity matrix that I have is to allow more bleeding or feeding determined upon how relative someone is to you. So your children are extremely relative and we allow them to bleed us much, much more than an elementary school friend that we haven't talked to in 16 years that is attacking you, right? But yet I've seen people allow an elementary school friend that they haven't seen in 16 years bleed them. And uh, I would say the first thing in this uh, alignment of potentiality in partnership is to understand the great chain of feeding and the relativity matrix of in what respect are you going to feed in what respect are you going to fall away in what respect are you going to fire determinative upon the relativity and how much they feed or bleed you Um, the second uh, is values Um, and so uh, beyond that matrix if we have a potential partner personal or professional we want to make sure they're aligned with our values for me it's how grateful they are uh how um forgiving they are how accountable in three respects you know accountability is the vehicle in which we get control of our future by learning lessons and three mechanisms of learning lessons are, uh, are they responsible and what did they learn? What did they attract to themselves and learn? And how are they participating in a perception and learning from that perception? And then finally, the fourth value of effective communication, um, which is critical uh, in a potential uh, relationship, partnership and um, utilizing uh, those three things, the great chain of feeding, the relativity matrix and the value alignment uh, that will allow us in the long run to have greater statistical success and spending our time in the right trajectory of what we want or better and allow us to have less interference uh, between us and uh, what we want and us and others. All right, Jake, why don't you just quickly reset the room? I Actually, before you do, I just want to invite everyone. uh, Once again, it was kind of in the role here. We're going to be on Monday and Tuesday next week in Orange County. Stop by. We're filming our Apple TV show, Two Minute Drill. Stop by, meet everyone, have a little meet up there. And then if you'd like to join us at our VIP dinner on Monday or Tuesday, uh, we'd love to have you as well. Just email me, david at dmelter.com. And then Thursday, we're having a VIP dinner in New York uh, with some amazing uh, special people as well. There, There's too many to, to, to list out uh, in, <laughs> there, but uh, if you'd like to know who's coming and, and what we're doing, it's like a dinner mastermind. That's Thursday night at 6 p.m. in New York City. And then we have a meetup in Times Square uh, right below our Times Square billboard of office hours. So reach out to us, and uh, we also are doing in Santa Barbara dinner uh, with Joe Dispenza, so give us a, a ring if you want to join Joe Dispenza and I uh, in Santa Barbara as well uh, the next week after that. So, david at dmelzer.com. Jake, go ahead, reset the room, and tell me uh, who has our next question.
1: Let's do it. Resetting the room. Welcome, everybody. If you just joined or if you've been here, this is the Breakfast with Champions David Meltzer's our here today's training topic. Dave's been doing training for over 23 years. Was and is expansion versus transition. Dave has some time here for some Q and A. So if you have a question you'd like to ask, just raise your hand or back channel me. Also, let's continue to share the room. You can do that at the bottom. There's a square with an arrow. Share on clubhouse. Share on social media. And share uh, with uh, text messages or wherever you'd like. So let's continue to share the room. This is the best room here on Clubhouse. The Breakfast with Champions. We got 12 minutes here, Dave. Let's bring up uh, Rembrandt Financial here on Clubhouse.
0: Rembrandt, if you want to unmute yourself and welcome to the room. Oh, Renmark, Renmark Financial, welcome. He went to he went to Michigan. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Um, my name is Layla. I used to be on, on Clubhouse back uh, when it first started and first um, it first uh, went on and I'm back on Clubhouse but this time with the company I'm working, uh, it's an investment relations company and I wanted to ask you a question because it's hard for us to kind of build a network on Clubhouse considering that, you know, we're in an office, we work every day so we can't really be on Clubhouse the whole day and I wanted to ask you, how is it possible that we can expand our social media network uh, or expand the the, um, the subject of investment relations? Because it's not really well known as a topic. Um, if you can answer that um, or if I'm not off topic, that would be awesome. Thank you no, so much. No,
0: that, that's on topic because exactly in the expansive uh, philosophy and mindset. And look, there's four ways to expand our network. Um, and... In order to do so, we have to be very disciplined in understanding exactly how expansion works, especially when I talked about the aggregation, exponentiality of outcomes and acceleration of building our networks. And what I want you to do, and I have this uh, open minded, open ended question template that is the greatest network or community builder Uh, regardless of whether it's Clubhouse for the amount of time that you could spend every day on Clubhouse, either in the office or out of the office. Uh, But what you want to do is find uh, people with open minds uh, and in person, when we find someone with an open mind, regardless of whether they know anything about IR or not, uh, in person, on the phone, via email and media, traditional and social media, We want to, one, qualify people by having an open mind because unlike the past when we were very limited to the amount of prospects that existed in order to communicate with, because of the expansive nature of communication, there's 7.6 billion people that lie within the context of possibility. And when we get to find out whether they have an open mind or not, we move them to a realm of probability and then by utilizing an open-ended question template that says something like, after I find an open mind, hey, do you know anything about IR? What do you know about it? If so, what do you like about it? If so, what don't you like about it? And after being more interested than interesting, you now are set in a position of the expansive methodology in which I taught earlier of asking, hey, would it help you if? Would it help you if I sent you some information on what IR is? Would it help you if, you know, I made an introduction to a babysitter for you? Would it help you if? And then it allows you to ask secondarily the other question of taking inventory of your skills, knowledge, and desire. Hey, do you know anyone that could help me? I'm looking for companies that are raising money, that our pink sheet stocks, OTC, NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange. I'm looking for someone. Can you help me? Do you know anyone that can help me? I'm interested in providing a quantitative value to exceed what I'm asking for, for companies like these. Now you're working with an expansive, abundant mindset with a heart set of abundance and a practicality and handset. So, Whether or not you utilize Clubhouse all day long or just 30 minutes minimum a day, seven days a week, when it is aligned uh, with what you're doing, but also going to events in person and talking on the phone and texting and emailing people and utilizing traditional media and other social media, you will aggregate, accelerate and compound exponentially the community of people in which you can provide value or service to and that they can provide value of service. What we want to do and why Clubhouse is still important to me and Ramon and Glenn and Jakey Bakey and everyone else that gets on here, Scott, uh, before me and Amelia after, is that this is one of my favorite communities of people that want to help each other or know people that can help each other. And in the context of the open question guide, the open-ended question template, we can gather and gain a momentum and aggregation and exponentiality and acceleration of that community of people that want to help each other or know people who can help each other. And so uh, if you email me, not only will I send you my book, I'll sign it, send it to you, pay for shipping in the book, but I also will send you the open-minded, open-question template. And anyone else that wants that, once again, anything else that we've discussed today, anyone that wants to come to any of the meetups, the VIP dinner, or uh, join our uh, private networking group itself, email me, david at dmelzer.com. Fantastic question, completely aligned uh, with what we're talking about, a great example, illustration of how this expansive mindset works in the context of pragmatic living of daily practices. Thank you so much and welcome back to Clubhouse. Jake, we got about six minutes. What do you want to do?
1: Let's take a question on here Clubhouse. Let's take a question from Jackie. Jackie, if you want to unmute yourself and ask your question, welcome. Thanks, Jake. Um, Hi, David, this is Jackie. Uh, My question for you is, um, what is your best approach when it comes to seeking a mentor? I feel like you know obviously you know we're building connections here um but what what's what do you think is best or how can i go about seeking a mentor on my end
0: yes uh great question and uh you know the best way to find a mentor is first know where you want to be uh, and taking inventory as we discussed today of your skills your knowledge and your desire we can find people who sit in a situation. That we want to be in. So I mentioned earlier, uh, I've had a sleep coach for 17 years. The reason is, is I took inventory of my skills, knowledge, and desire. I realized that the easiest and fastest way to get to where I want to be or better is to maximize a third of my life. A third of my life, by the way, that most people don't pay attention to. A third of their life is spent like a tube, food in, food out. Right, no attention and intention on a third of your life to recover and to access information that could be utilized in a trajectory of where you want to be or better. And so I went out and I used the internet and social media and the open-ended question template to say, "Hey, do you, you know anyone that could help me? I'm looking for the best sleep coach in the world, the sleep mentor in the world." And I went through all these people and I found a woman uh, who is the sleep coach, sleep mentor for not only the MLB, not only the Houston Astros, which were the first team to win all four road games during the World Series, which so many people over the last 100 years have talked about the sleep deprivation that occurs from traveling and time zones around the World Series within the context of those seven games. And I found the person who sits in a situation I want to be in, and I asked them for help. And I have done so throughout the last 17 years, finding different people. Uh, For example, real estate uh, is an area that I lost over $100 million in uh, because I had no mentorship. I had no mentorship in financial literacy. I had no mentorship in financing. I had no mentorship in all of these areas that I, when I took inventory of my skills, knowledge, and desire, realized that I was not adequately prepared. And the nice thing about uh, the internet or social media is that we can find and explore, but yet still trust and vet uh, all of these people who claim they may sit in a situation. Uh, So uh, not only the first step of finding someone who sits in a situation you want to be in, but then trust and vet them and uh, comparatively, uh, you know, hopefully find more than one person and see who's most aligned and most credible, not only in the quantitative reasons you want them, impact they're going to have and capabilities that they have, but also in the emotion, uh, the energy and emotion uh connection that you have with them. Uh, if you need any help as well, we have some great communities of mentors and coaches. I would be happy to facilitate uh, that for you and also offer uh, what we do uh, for you, if it's aligned with where you want to be or better, just email me again, david at dmeltzer.com. We have a fabulous community of uh, people uh, who want to help and know people who can help as well. We'd love to be of service or value. Jake, we have two minutes. uh What do you suggest?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Dave. There's a question from Health Wells that she could she wasn't able to make it because her uh, audio isn't great, but she wrote to me her question. I think it's a good one. The question is, How do you keep your dreams alive in honor of the MLK Dream anniversary this month?
0: Oh, what a great thing to honor, by the way. And uh, he's one of my uh, literary mentors and have studied uh, Martin Luther King uh, for his understanding of appreciation uh, of differences. Um, So how do we keep our dreams alive? The number one way to keep your dream alive uh, is to be healthy. You see, if you're healthy, you get as many wishes or dreams as you want, and that will keep those dreams alive. If you're not healthy, you'll only have one dream, one wish. And so the first step is not only uh, to look within, but on the skills, knowledge, and desire uh, every day. But if you're not healthy, You will not be able to utilize the skills, knowledge, and desires to keep those dreams alive. In the context, what a perfect question to end with, Jake. Because if we utilize the methodology of expansion that we talked about today by taking inventory of our skills, our knowledge, and desire and aligning them, taking action and preparing for adjustment every day, utilizing the values and daily practices that we discussed, you will, if you're healthy, Keep those dreams alive and not transition, not live in a zero sum game, but live in abundance of more than enough of everything, keeping all those dreams alive to in a trajectory, sorry, of everything that you want or better. Keep your dreams alive, be expansive. Remember, be more interested than interesting. Join me next week in Orange County for the filming of our Apple TV show and VIP dinners or in New York or with Joe Dispenza, give us an email, david at dmelzer.com. Jake, please close out the room and hand it off to, I think, Amelia. Thank you, David. Thank you, everyone. It's been a great training. (laughs)